1: Recorded live.
0: Good morning, good evening. Welcome to the first podcast in 2018. Wherever you may be across the nation or around the world, once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable podcast. This is podcast number 418. My name is Eric Nielsen, and with me, my alternate co-host Corey Romero on the beam. Hey, Corey, how you doing? Uh, Today is Wednesday, January 10th, 2018. We're uh, live podcasting as well as live streaming on Facebook. On the show today, we have Bill Roth, director. Uh, he does demand gen marketing and other marketing. So, uh, Bill, back, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here.
0: And before we get to you and what's happening in your world with Wavefront and all the other things you work on, I uh, thought we would just do a quick, brief summary of the news for 2018. There's a couple things going on that we should mention. Yeah. Uh, first is the spectra and meltdown bug that's been going on. Um, so, you know, we, we do have, you can Google, we have uh, multiple KB articles on how to secure your systems. I think two of the three use cases uh, do affect the hypervisor, and so you do have to uh, go out and do some patching. Uh, so welcome to 2018. I know many of the community members are out there. William Lamb has wrote, wrote about it. Everybody's on that. So, you know, everybody's doing that work. Also, you have to obviously patch your your, your, your OS client as well. So, um, yeah, William Lamb has posted a pretty good website, web, web post on it, uh, as well as uh, lots of KB articles. And so uh, if you haven't known about this, uh, you know, welcome back to 2018. Uh, get started. Uh, there are some things to do there. Uh, CES is going on, uh, Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. I know we've got some presence there, uh, but not. I don't think we have Booth. I think we just have executives running around uh, looking at all the stuff and talking about Internet of Things. So I think we have some Internet of Things uh, conversations going on there, but uh, that's about it. vSphere Integrated Containers 1.3 released. So if you're using VIC, uh, you can go out, uh, get that, that new release that's out. Um, then we have uh, VExpert, uh, uh, Corey Romero. Update, Corey, what's new with yeah. VExpert? So uh, we've got the expert applications open right now. And uh, the expert applications close January 19th at midnight. That's a Friday. Usually I'll I'll keep them open until Monday, you know, let everyone go through the weekend. But this year we cannot accept late applications. So we're going to go right into voting period after January 19th. And another update for the swag bags. I know there's been a lot of a lot of talk on Twitter and missing swag bags. Don't have it. Uh, Gina and I are going through and reconciling all of the missing swag bags tomorrow on campus, and we'll be shipping those out uh, to the V experts who are missing the swag bags. Excellent, excellent. Well, thanks for that work. I know you got the app up. I know you had some yeah. couple buttons for the apps, but you're working through those and uh, getting apps in. So uh, get yeah, automated. absolutely. Okay, uh, that's it for the news. I got nothing else for news. You know, I, if, you're, if you're not dealing with meltdown stuff, you're lucky. So uh, go play with that. So Bill Roth on the show, welcome back. Uh, I know we had you maybe nine, ten months ago, where we talked a little bit about the Wavefront acquisition and what's been happening in your world. Uh, so, so, so what's new? How's how's 2018 going for you?
1: 2018 is going awesome. We're the 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 business is uh, in ascendance. We've got integrations galore. Um, first off, I want to offer to all the loyal listeners, make sure you go to Wavefront.com slash sign dash up. Uh, get yourself a free 30-day trial. If you put podcast in parentheses after, in your company name field, I guarantee you a salesperson will not call you. So uh, fill that out. And by the way, we're not really good at turning people off. So it's a 30-day yeah. in verbal air quotes trial. So give it a shot. Some great new content from folks like Pontus Ryden on the management blog on how to do kind of metrics in Java um i think we've seen some great uh customer case studies with how folks are using it at BoxEver. um so go to wavefront.com and check out all of that um for those of you who may uh, we're kind of jumping in the middle of things if Wavefront's not a word you're familiar with yeah we'll back up in a second here yeah right? Um, make sure you go to wayfront.com slash resources, and that'll give you an idea uh, of what it looks like. But anyway, life yeah. is good. 2018, is uh, we're in great shape.
0: So th- tell me, you know, we always start with just give us the one-minute elevator pitch. What do you do? How long have you been at VMware? Um, what do you work on? Sure.
1: So I've um, been with VMware for about four years. I got tagged to be on the integration team with the Wayfront acquisition. I've been working on that since February of um, uh, 17. And uh, now I'm on the integration team, working on you know all of the stuff you need to do. How do you get onto one mail system? How do you get onto one Salesforce? How do you get onto one website? How do you mer- how do you merge everything? Uh, as well as the gen. So if Wavefront ads uh, start following you around the internet, that's me.
0: <laughs> so there you go. We do
1: have a, a remarketing campaign, and if you are uh, a friend of VMware and you already know about Wavefront, please don't click on them because it costs me money. So. Uh, if you don't know what it is, feel free to click. If you do, you know, help a brother out.
0: Right there, you go. So you're, you're driving some of the demand gen, just general awareness, which is which is why you're here. Correct. Uh, neat. Um, what did you do in the industry before you showed
1: up here? You know, interesting bunch of stuff. So that includes um, I had worked at Sun, got a got a chance to. Um, uh, work on G2EE back in the day, ran the launch team for that uh, product management, nice. product marketing, ran the tools division at BEA right before the Oracle acquisition. Uh, Larry Ellison and Carl Icahn are wonderful human beings. My two daughters can go to college because of them. So uh, thanks for that nice. Uh, purchase.
0: Nice, nice. Okay. Uh,
1: you know, so. Uh, been so,
0: around the industry for a while. Been, yep.
1: a, been around, exactly.
0: Been doing uh, tech marketing uh, roles. Tech marketing, Prophecy. tech
1: evangelism, okay. uh, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, also done a stint as a tech journalist with the folks at SysCon. So I've been both on the pitching as well as the, uh, the writing, writing. Ed- the consuming yeah. and writing edition. Yeah,
0: Right. Neat. Neat. All right. So um, Wayfront, we acquired yeah. it uh, last year sometime. And, you mm-hmm. know, we had you on the show. There's an episode uh, podcast that talks. Why Wavefront and the APIs sure. and getting getting the data back, yeah. uh, Internet of Things, all of that stuff that's going on. Um, how is how how are we doing with regards to bringing this in? I know it's a cloud offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you should just talk a little bit about you know what is Wavefront and why do we care about it? And why are we using it?
1: Sure. So Wavefront was an acquisition which closed in May. It is um, the first VMware's first at scale uh, web service. It does run on Amazon. It is a metrics and monitoring service. Essentially, uh, it it allows you to eat data, eat data, show data, and dig into it um, at scale. We've got some customers who are doing over 750,000 data points per second. So if you want to measure it and you want to monitor it, um, uh, Wavefront's a great opportunity. And um, it is as a service. There's not an on-prem version because it exists uh, wherever you are on the internet. So uh, a couple of great videos on wavefront.com/resources if you want to kind of understand the, the underlying uh, kind of details on how it works. Right, there's uh, interesting kind of
0: use cases when it comes to this. Um one, acquiring the data, but then writing apps that do something with that data, right? So there is visualization that comes with it, but then there's also a pretty robust API that allows you to consume this data and then mm-hmm. do something with the data. And I think there are some companies that are actually using it as a cloud service to actually you know, pull that data in and then be smart about what they're doing with that data.
1: Exactly right. So obviously there's inbound and outbound APIs. So we can ingest data from a wide array of sources, um, there's an open source uh, proxy out there that you can actually uh, look at. Um, but uh, there are people doing some really interesting things with this. Not only, um, let's just say that one of the iPad-based um, point-of-sale terminal companies, we monitor over 100,000 cash registers using right. uh, Wavefront. There's another company, which is a food delivery service I'll, in the United States. I'll let you figure out which one that is. They actually look at it uh, in incoming orders by region. Um, you've got another company. Let's just say it's um, a ride-sharing service. Uh, the um, they look at kind of wait times. Um, but we also have people who are, for example, monitoring, you know, where things are in the um, shopping cart during the checkout process. Also, people who are monitoring CPU load averages and people who are looking at how many transactions are going through AWS Lambda, right. DynamoDB, and things like that. Okay. So mm-hmm. wide array of ways.
0: Yeah, the interesting thing is we we ran on you know we run the VMware Code program as Mm -hmm. well, and we ran some you know in-depth survey on what are the code members doing? Mm How many of them are developers? How many are IT professionals? How many are DevOps professionals? Mm -hmm. And one of the things, the interesting things that came back with this. You know this data that we get did uh, on on our user base is that um, we're seeing a trend where the IT professional is moving towards the DevOps role, right? That, Correct. And it, and if you think about it, VMs are controlled automatically now, right? Hmm. Software SDDC is software defined data center, and then the automation of that software environment is is also starting to happen, right? And so the idea of buying you know rack based compute units that. Just plug mm-hmm. in all the machines are there, it mm-hmm. auto senses it auto provisions, mm-hmm. and you have more capacity that then your automation automatically provisions to start using right exactly. so you see this this kind of role that i t professionals are starting to have to trend towards DevOps building applications, mm-hmm. working with the application writers to figure out you know how to do that automation right and I think wavefront plugs into that model right
1: the key to all of this is how do you measure it? How do you monitor it? How do you make sure you see what's going on? With the ascendance of technologies, the sort of notion of microservices, as well as container-based technologies, what you see is traditional monitoring tools don't work, um, even to the point of different kinds of DevOps pipeline systems. Right. So how do you manage that? And how do you do it in a lightweight way? The traditional APM tools, they're going to rewrite applications. They'll give you method timings. They're great for that. But if you want just enough kind of monitoring or you want monitoring spe- at specific points that are lightweight or better yet, you want developers to be able to uh, monitor and measure just the stuff that they're interested, especially in an agile environment. That's the kind of thing where a metrics environment like a um, metrics and monitoring environment like Wavefront is perfect.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I'm just going to hit you with things that, you know, that, that I've, I've, oh, sure. I've thought about. Uh,
1: did Yeah. You, what, did, what questions yeah, do you have for my answer? Uh, uh, yeah,
0: exactly. I one of the things is uh, we have you know uh, AWS Re:Invent right? Sure. Um, that just happened i think in uh, when was it was in November December yeah. sometime like that you, are you guys present in that oh i know my that God. You're, you're offering this as a cloud offering right it's part of our sure. cloud product set from VMware now where i i find this is the first real cloud product we've had where it's actually a cloud product as opposed to managing right. clouds or Correct. whatever um, did you get to uh, reinvent, and uh, what, what was your experience if you did get there, or or do we have a presence? There? Oh
1: my God, we had not only one presence, but we had two presents. Uh, nice. We were in the VMware booth as well as uh, in Wavefront's uh, property, much like kind of we had done with AirWatch, where you kept a separate identity, right? In a in a particular market. Is that
0: going to keep going? By the way, Are I we believe gonna...
1: that's kind of a philosophy on yeah. how VMware. How... I love
0: it. By the way, I yeah. yeah, I do. So, all right. So we have two presents there. Sorry, guys. It, was... it
1: might drive one of your third or fourth line supervisors a little bit nuts in terms of branding, but uh, cool. nevertheless, um, I think that's kind of what we're going to be doing. Right.
0: So we so, had a booth at AWS this way front, and exactly. Our VMware booth, and right.
1: so huge. First of all, uh, AWS is mind-boggling. I haven't seen a show with this much buzz since 1997, the very first Java 1. That right. may indicate how old I am. But, um, you know, ton of activity and the staggering number of services that Amazon provides. Moreover, how well-positioned VMware is to, to participate in this uh, environment. I mean, Amazon, when they first announced earnings for that particular unit, AWS unit was already a $10 billion unit in terms right. of revenue right. um, on an annual basis. So there's a big ecosystem growing. We're positioned well to sort of participate. And there was a ton of interest, Um, people coming in the booth and getting demos uh, and going after it because we have the ability to monitor uh, AWS services as well. Um, uh, I'm kind of a closet gamer, you know, normally um, old guys like me are probably beyond that, but I'm not, we have one of our customers is space eight games. So, uh, uh, everybody go to your app store, look up Samurai Siege. Um, the back end of that is being monitored by Wayfront. So we love our guys at Space Ape, Samurai Siege and the Space Ape family of games. Their back end was almost all AWS. They were using Cloudfront for the load balancer, DynamoDB uh, and Lambda for a bunch of different services. And because they were moving to this new kind of organization, they really this new kind of infrastructure, they had kind of these visibility issues but they were able to then put a light layer of instrumentation on top of wavefront and actually improve the performance that their their customers were having with the with the various games so um, do i think we'll take over app gaming monitoring market yes. i don't know but yes love if the if the folks from Space Ape uh, are listening um, you know still a huge fan yeah, I you know, I I think
0: as, as is as we continue this podcast series through twenty eighteen, we're gonna spend more and more of our time through automation and mm-hmm. and the the whole what do we have to build in order to run the data center automation, code elements, DevOps elements, all the way into the engineering mm-hmm. space, right? And I think this is kind of the, the, the tip of that, right? Where, right. you know, you really do need to have visualization of what's happening so that you can manage. Traditionally, management was I'd look at my dashboard and see my CPU right? bounce back and forth and my IO and my IOPS and yeah. everything happening. But now you're actually looking at the app and you're looking at the performance of the, what you're delivering as a, as a service, right?
1: Indeed, and I think uh, it's, it's giving you the ability to kind of be, uh, you know, pretty flexible. I think um, tying it back to uh, kind of reinvent. one of the interesting things in that regard is we had a presentation on the show floor from Dimitri at Box. Box is one of our biggest customers. And he was talking about, you know, how how Wavefront gave them operational visibility. And they're doing hundreds of thousands of data points a second sustained. That's not peak values. Those are sustained. Um, And so uh, we're more and more being seen for, you know, in in those kinds of uses. And we're seeing more uh, folks engaging with us uh, and those kinds of uh, users as well.
0: So when we talk about AWS and we talk about it as a VMware cloud service, you you can obviously buy it as one of our cloud services Correct. from the cloud stuff. Can you buy it separately? I, I, don't, totally. have to, I don't have to buy the $250,000 cloud virtualization data center to use this stuff, right? I can just no. Say, yeah, In fact, actually,
1: right. I mean, we're available on cloud.vmware.com, but it's still going to redirect you to wavefront.com. Uh, start with a self-service trial and, you know, a- and... It, kind right. of build build a proof of concept to figure out kind of how your applications, what's your apps, what are the kinds of um, um, you know what kind of data point flow are you going to have, and then we can engage and sort of price out a solution.
0: Right. So uh, because a lot of this is you know, learning how to use it, learning how to how how to embed it in whatever you're embedding it in. Do, is there is there training? Is there labs? How do, how do one how does one go about learning how to use this stuff?
1: So, two great ways. First, wayfront.com slash sign dash up. Wayfront.com slash sign up.
0: Such a marketer.
1: Exactly. While supplies yeah. last, we're open 24 hours a day. Um, Operator's
0: laughing, by the way. Now, he, he's I got am laughing. I was on being mute and I am laughing.
1: <laughs> operator standing by now. His name is Ferrardo. Be nice to him. Um, and uh, it, 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 try it out. It'll walk right. you through a seven step kind of here's what you need to do. Right. And it'll take you through because there there are kind of there are multiple pieces to Wavefront. First, you establish a proxy in your environment. Right. That's where you send all the data from your environment, it right. encrypts it, compresses it, sends it to Wavefront. Right. So that and beautiful to,
0: part there is you don't have to get all this set up <laughs> internally cuz it is a SaaS exactly. service, right?
1: You can, and that's how you monitor internal data. More and then you have a bunch of open source agents that are widely available that everybody's heard of, collectd, telegraf, statd, stuff like that. Right. Plus even Free text, and I've got a couple of blogs on the slash uh, management to show you how to do that. Right. Um, and uh, you know, relatively easy to get started. Other alternative, we love hands-on labs. There's a hands-on lab that I think is available now. Pretty sure that's been that's been out uh, since December. So, uh, but I would recommend signing up uh, wavefront.com/sign-up. Also, if you're looking for some great reading material in terms of shameless uh, promotion. We've also got some really interesting ebooks on kind of how to monitor containers, right? Mm, Heapster, right. Heapster is being more of a thing in terms of how to monitor containers and container-based applications. So then, how do you visualize that, and how do you look for, how do you do troubleshooting in that environment? We've got some great content on that on the website as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's neat. Um... So in the in the land of AWS and uh, uh, what's your experience like um, from a standpoint of now being in the cloud world versus being over in the VSphere world when you when you're there any takeaways from the show itself I mean you say it's really busy you, you had a lot of penetration um, any other experiences before we leave the the AWS reInvent
1: subject? well what, subject what impressed me is their hands-on labs are also very good. Uh, they've got some very good hands-on labs. Uh, they're almost a good of course as VMware's hands-on lab, uh, but um, uh, shout out to Pablo Rush and all the team there. Uh, they, they've got a great set. Um, they have a great way to get to learn that thing. It is a burgeoning community, but what's really interesting, and there's an interesting data point, which is both kind of good news, bad news, uh, I think, for enterprises. Gartner has said that the you, you know roughly 20% or so of work of enterprise workloads will be in the cloud by 2020. Um, that's good. That's a lot of workloads, but it's not 100%. And so, on the one hand, I think there's there's a huge amount of interest. There's a lot of people looking around. Some early adopters that are doing some interesting things. Um, and so, we're just I think just at the beginning of a wave. I ultimately see you're going to have probably 50 to 60% cloud-based workloads, and then the rest will be internal. Um, especially for you know finance insurance highly regulated industries telco uh places with data data governance issues like germany uh but i think the rest is just uh you know kind of wide open so okay. it's 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 a pretty exciting opportunity
0: all right on the chat Vibish, uh thanks he says it's h o l eighteen o two dash o one dash c m p dash my v m w dash h o l so can Thank you, that. sir. Yeah, Please, exactly. by all means, but um, don't
1: forget Wavefront.com/slash yeah. sign up.
0: So while we're on a, a um, we would love some feedback on ReInvent and having a VMware community there. Uh, the guys that do the V Trail Map uh, at uh, VMware this year—I yep. don't remember his name off the top of my head. I should know it, but I just don't. I'm blanking on his name. But he's getting together, trying to get some uh, VMware people together, yeah. and actually build a VMware community uh, presence at uh, ReInvent because I guess there was, you know, a. You know, three or four hundred, you know, sure. key VMware people there, you know, in the community ecosystem that were, were there doing stuff. And wouldn't it be cool to get together and actually have some kind of community presence for all the VMware ecosystem people there?
1: Certainly, support, c- yeah. certainly supportive of that. Let's see what we can get to do. Right. I think AWS Summit is our next opportunity, which I think is March, April. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Let's look at something for doing that. Uh, if we can get it organized, um, be fun to do. I'll pay for yeah. beers.
0: Oh, there you go! Right, there you go. Yeah, nice. Way,
1: beers on wavefront. Twenty eighteen,
0: a lot of drinking. Let's be famous. Let's hope A W S so. re invent. Um, I like to drill down a little bit on uh, what does this stuff cost? If i you know, we a lot sure. of the experts listen to our podcast, right? Um. You know, if you want to do this in the home lab, obviously you're squishy on a 30 day, so maybe the 30 day will keep running for a while, yes. so you can actually spend time there. Right. What's the pricing on this stuff? You know, if I'm just doing home lab-y stuff, if I want to keep a license up for 20. I mean, you know, if
1: home labs it, is it, it largely, database? Is it number of transactions? Well, that's a really good point. So how
0: do we how do we how are we charging for this stuff?
1: So the way to think about Wavefront is for those of longtime VMware listeners, um, you remember you remember our old friend Log Insight. Log Insight was about taking in free text data and kind of ingesting stuff so that you could go through and search it sure think of wavefront as a web scale login site for numbers so anything that can be reduced to a number you sort of stream in what we charge by is the number the the quantity of those numbers uh averaged uh, per second so okay so generally um and it's reasonably you know affordable uh i think generally there's uh you know obviously if you're doing home labs go with yeah. the freebie yeah. go go with the
0: freebie. run it one until it free. turns off run it <laughs> to,
1: and then email right. me yeah and then uh you know we'll take care of you because you listen to the podcast right so um you know for for commercial what's that <laughs> just laughing again <laughs> it's all hey man
0: I'm gonna put <laughs> just this is entertaining I love it
1: exactly right. uh, we will not be undersold ladies and gentlemen yeah uh. Well, and I think it's going to be part of
0: the package as we transition IT people into DevOps world and learning how to automate and do natural automation mm-hmm. and being able to be trained to have those conversations with developers and cloud-native app builders. Um, this is just going to be one of those suite of things that we give these professionals yeah. to, to come up to speed on how to do true automation.
1: You, you know, what's interesting is that I think you're going to see more, you're going to see Wavefront showing up in a bunch of different other kind of offerings. Um, still working on it internally. We'll say that we do work with VMware Cloud on AWS. Um, no surprise there because all we do, we do kind of application and operating system monitoring and above the stack. Uh, so, um, you know, running on VMC on AWS uh, is uh, actually pretty easy. In fact, because we're a small team while I also do lead gen, I'm also QA lead for Wavefront on VMC on AWS. Uh, and it works just fine because I, I tried it myself. So...
0: It's good to be in touch with the product. I, yeah. mean, uh, I like that. I mean, uh, we we work on the community team, but we're all working on our platform. Exactly. Too, right? So it keeps us healthy, keeps us, keeps you grounded. And yeah. then it's kind of like Steve Jobs used to always use the product at two in the morning and then fire off nasty emails. Exactly. People going, this stuff bozos <laughs> as shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to be editing that. Um, right. But, huh. so, except for the live stream. Hi, guys. I apologize. Um, uh, FCC's coming at yeah, you. Uncle Charlie's yep, coming at you. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, yeah, it's great that you're actually, you know, spend sure. time doing QA on stuff that, you know, that you're, you're talking to customers about, right, and getting, sure. getting our ecosystem. Now, you know,
1: one of the things keep. you can do, just a shameless plug for some of uh, your environment, there is a VMware Code channel, Hashtag Wavefront, on the VMware Code Slack channel. So sign up. Um, we, uh, there's, a, you know, a couple other venues, but there's plenty of ways to reach out to me and to the other members of the, of the Wavefront team Um, obviously communities.vmware.com for the Wavefront uh, group but uh, you know we're out there and we're willing to help and I know that
0: we're working on the Wavefront blog and doing some integration project there too so I'm very excited about that yeah that's not ready to come out yet exactly uh, we have a pretty quick uh, turnaround time on that so you know We'll absolutely be folding in um, some of the Wayfront technology into a new blog that we're going to be building too.
1: Tantalizing. can't very, wait to see what that turns out. You exciting. just dangled that. You you're, heard you're, it you're, here you're, first, and you're right? just going to let that one go, right? It you're not going to give any more I, details. I can't okay. talk
0: anything about it because oh, you know you're killing it's one of those me. things that do I know what it's really going to be yet? Yeah, I do, but uh, we can't talk about it. So all right, all right. Uh, all right. But it's going to it's coming. So excited exactly. about that. And again, this is all about you know community and community integration. We're going to do some cool community integrations on that cloud blog from the experts, right? So if you're part of the VM10 network program, we signed up 300 people on the VM10 network program. Mm-hmm. This is going to be one of the first instances where we have integrated content from the experts. Uh, you know, who, if so, you, you're you in the VM10 network program, you write a Wavefront article, or you talk about how you're using it, that could end up on VMware.com or on cloud.com. So, you
1: know, so we might even be willing to fund cool. some of that or at least offer prizes for something like that. So let's maybe after this, you and I talk
0: about yeah. It. We uh, not that we talk. We just drink a lot of beer, free beer, apparently. So Indeed. So, that we can work that, too. Uh, 2018 is going. So we can either take this uh, conversation in what's going to be happening in 2018 that you can maybe sure. talk about or not, or we could also talk about the coolest uh, coolest things you've seen done uh, with Wavefront or some of the coolest Visualizations you've seen. Which direction you want to go? You want to go 2018 first, and then follow up with that, or let's what do, do you do? Cool,
1: let's do. Yeah, yeah. Let's do 2018. Let's do kind of what's new, and then we can talk about um, cool. uh, kind of the cool stuff because the cool stuff is mind blowing. Um, but 2018, obviously, we've got a bunch of integrations coming in. Um, Telegraph, which is our favored kind of agent, does have a lot of its own uh, uh, like uh, integration points. <clears throat> in fact. I actually use the Mailchimp integration that Telegraph offers, so I can see in real time who's opening no my email. No kidding! Wow. Yes, t- totally nerdy, but that's what happens when you give a guy like me this. Where kind do you of job. get that
0: kind of time?
1: You know, we t- just barely get the mail out. Twenty four hours, yeah. twenty four hours a day, twenty four hours a day. We're open twenty four hours. The um, uh, the other thing is we do have a Pivotal nozzle, <clears throat> as well as integrations with a ton of AWS services, some of them I mentioned, as well as Google Cloud Platform. So those are out Pivotal. Uh, and you'll be seeing some other ones, some of the more standard ones that you'd expect. We already have integrations for things like MongoDB and MySQL and Redis and, you know, a wide array of things. If uh, if you have questions, um, drop me a... Uh, you know drop me a note in the communities are on Slack and I'll and I'll respond and um, uh, or sign up and look for yourself it's all in the integration So you get
0: tab. N- email notifications on Slack when people come in and uh, get a post a post a question Well
1: one of the best features because we're monitoring wavefront with wavefront mm-hmm. um, one of the things we get is that if you sign up and you they basically go through a process where you sign up and then you activate yeah. I get a Slack message every time somebody activates Nice. So yeah. make sure you put podcast. Right. If you don't want Gerardo to call you, right. uh, put uh, podcast in parentheses, and um, Gerardo will know that it's me again.
0: This is why I'm in the community business, right? Because exactly. this is exactly what I want, right? Like yep. you sign up, you buy a product, you get a product, whatever. I'm going to say hi, right? I'm like, exactly. hey, welcome aboard. This exactly. is cool. And I'm right here. You can actually just text me, tweet me, whatever. Yep. I'm, you know, I'll get to it. Yep. I'll say hi and chat with you, and you can ask me questions. I'm just... Working 24 by 7 because I love the products and I love what we're doing.
1: Right. And like engaging. Now, and that's kind of some interesting goes back to your cool cool stuff. So we have a, um, our crazy sales engineer, uh, Pierre Tessier um, out of Canada um, has built the craziest dashboard. He monitors, he has done teenager management, a teenager management dashboard. So what he does is he monitors his home network, and he has a real-time dashboard based on their media usage. So he set up his router so that he can track which IPs are using bandwidth. And he has alerts set up so that if his son starts watching Netflix at 3 a.m., he gets an alert. alert alert, Yeah, So so parenting with Wavefront, I'm not sure there's a huge market for it, but, uh, you know, huge interest. Another one is – one of our founders has actually taken the OBD port on his BMW. And so you can see it's after the fact because we haven't gotten the sort right. of real time streaming, but it can actually sort of collect real time data or collect the data on your car's performance. So he's literally got real time graphs at, at one second granularity of throttle position, speed, engine temperature, uh, air intakes, and things like that. So um, there's back fact a great blog. Go to wavefront.com, just search for bmw and i think you'll find it yeah um, i think I think, I think
0: this is a, a space where we could we could do something interesting with the community on vm10 i'm looking over at katie going like it would be cool to just to have some of these that we could share right and go like here's what you would need you need to go get the you know this open the you gotta yes. install this go get your 30-day trial where's the 30-day trial again
1: wavefront.com slash sign up Eric
0: sign up okay good so you sign up you get your 30-day trial which continues on and then you know then you go go to Vm10 uh, community read a little article about how to set up you know I want to I want to monitor my next ten, my nest ten, uh, thermostat, you know these are what I have to have in my house to run that so simple steps on how to accomplish this right not not you know how to not everything there but just kind of the steps and then let people go do that right like where you could you know because we could put up like 20 or 30 of yeah. these cool things because the problem I have I'd like to do it but I don't want to have to go figure it out from scratch right I want to go in and just Go read something, see the five steps, do the five steps, and and then I can upload the picture of my thing. Kind of like when you use Thingiverse for 3D printing. It's really, they give you the steps, you go do it, and you get the thing. Right. So,
1: So, yeah, thanks for, there's a shameless plug here. Uh, Obviously, the first thing I did during the acquisition period was I got my Nest hooked up. That stuff is all open source. So if you look on the uh, blogs.vmware.com slash management, type in Nest, you'll see my blog. And if you go to GitHub, uh, BillRock VMware, Um, you'll actually see the code for that. Frankly, the core of it is um, about a 20-line PHP thing and about a two-line bash script. Right, so uh, right. pretty simple stuff if you want to play right. around with that kind of thing. But I need
0: a place where I can go see, like, five of the ideas and then choose which one I want to do. Oh, I think I'll do a Nest, or oh, I'll I'll do my BMW, or I'll do my... Wouldn't and, VMware Code it, be
1: awesome for that? Yeah, yeah,
0: it would be. It, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, I think between VMTN and Code, uh, yeah. but we just need a place where we go put those, whether we put them in GitHub. Uh, we have some options to do that, but I think that'd be fun. Let's right.
1: talk about how we get gift certificates and yeah. stuff like that to folks who do cool stuff. So right, maybe we right. can you know it's budget we still can we still can put in a budget the uh, Q1 budget planning request
0: all right so we were on 2018 anything that you guys are thinking about doing or that you can expose um, without having to pack gelsinger sorry I think all forward thinking things are not real right
1: let's uh, we'll put this in the safe harbor but i mean i think there's one logical thing that if you were looking at uh, vmware and you were looking at Wavefront, A logical question comes up as to sort of how does this play with vRealize operations, for example, in the vRealize family. I think you'll be seeing some clarity to that uh, kind of earlier. The positioning, I think, is pretty simple. If you're doing infrastructure in a software-defined data center, vROPS is the best way to do it. Um, If you want to look at OX apps and above, uh, Mm -hmm. go crazy with Wavefront. Mm -hmm. I, so I, I talk about
0: I talk about DevOps like we don't have a product there, right? We yeah. do. It's called VRLS. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yep. And so um, I, I think that there's a, uh, a I think you'll see more of those kinds of um, integrations over time. Some some pretty cool ideas, uh, which, as they teach us in PR training, I'm not the appropriate spokesperson for. So, uh, right. uh, but cool stuff coming.
0: Right. Neat. Neat. Um, and then you know, Internet of Things. Um any anything anything out there that's that's real enough?
1: Um you know, other than the cash register, actually their case study is public on the on the website, Clover. All the Clover for Clover's Internet of Things, because that's cash registers. I know that in our CTO's office they have been looking at a bunch of things uh for that. Um there is a connected home company in the UK, for example, that's actually monitoring gas meters. So uh there's some really interesting use cases for doing those. And if you think about it, consider, so we live in California. In in Northern California, our power company, uh, our infamous power company, um, is PG&E. Well, if you look at it, we're now all on smart meters in Northern California. Smart meters only produce about, there are 10 million of them, but they only produce about, what is it, sort of 100 data points a day. So, I mean, it's something that's very easily manageable through something like Wavefront. So the IoT stuff poses some challenges in terms of structure and naming. But on the other hand, actually is relatively easy to consider as to how you might use and integrate. So I look forward to a bunch of, uh, you know, really interesting uh, ways of uh, kind of integrating with a bunch of different things.
0: Um, what's, your, what's your, what's the biggest profile cu- uh, customer we have? Any big names? Yeah. I think you mentioned one Box. or two here. Yeah, Box. sure.
1: Box. Box. Box is big. Uh, I'm not sure who else. I'm... We own Box. We There's don't know. Oh, wait, in other words, do we use it internally?
0: No, no. Do we? Do we have? To, we don't. We don't have joint ownership of that. Do we? There's no connection I am, between VMware and Vox. Right? We just unaware. end up using it, right? We have it. I think. I think. Oh. I think we have we it. We have it. Exactly. Okay. They got
1: All some right. great yeah. folks over there. Uh, and um, but no, no, I don't think so.
0: So do you find this fun working in the uh, the services business uh, versus working in deployed, you know, installed software?
1: Yes, and I'll tell you why. So having worked on vROps and Log Insight for a while. When, you, when somebody downloads an OVA or the Bag of Bits, you don't know what happens. I can tell you right now exactly who's using my product, exactly what they're doing, who's logged in, who's paying attention, who's not paying attention.
0: Yeah, that's a little scary. Oh, I know. Yeah, in fact, yeah.
1: actually, uh, for example, one of our customers, um, one of the customers um, that we talk about has over 1,700 developers working on this. And I know how many are logged in, how many people have been looking at dashboards. Um, I know active versus inactive. So I actually like the control that i right. get um there's some other complications right right now we're only available in uh one region um although we have worldwide usage we're only available right. in us west yeah. right uh you know we'll be moving towards the other regions in the coming uh quarters sure and that's kind of a challenge right i mean I, we've got to we've got to spin up in europe we've got to spin up in asia um so that's uh becomes kind of an interesting challenge for us and so yeah, so your general question is I like it because it's it's a little bit different, you get a little bit com- more control.
0: Yeah, that's a lot different actually.
1: <laughs> and because you have the data, you can actually make you're closer to your customers and you can make better choices. Um, because you know who's using it and you can see their usage patterns so that you can actually improve their experience a lot faster.
0: What's the experience from uh you know uh, working in the BU on this? with regards to outages and, you know, robustness of service? And does that keep you up at like four in the morning going, yes. like, I hope everything is okay? Because, like, you know, people are dependent on that service.
1: Well, think about, um, you know, kind of existing VMware software. If a major, if a huge company uh, has an outage, you don't really know. Uh, you may have phone home once or twice a day, but you don't know. you got to wait, and you got to wait until some VP calls Pat at his home saying, I have an outage, and you got to fix it we have a Slack channel where I know probably 10 seconds after the operations guys know that there's a big outage and I'm in marketing. Right. So um, it is terrifying because on the one hand, the old way is very pleasant because I'm not really aware of all the customers that hate me. Right. Uh, now I can, I can probably generate a report of who's going to hate me because they've seen outages, they've seen slowdowns, they've seen queuing on their data points and things like that. So uh i like the i like the ability but it's also a little bit more terrifying the good news is we're stable enough so that we're not spending a lot of we've been heading out just since the acquisition um uh um strictly speaking but um you know so it's relatively stable so it's not a big deal but yeah i yeah we we know for example everything is um kind of clustered so we have a primary and a secondary. But I see when people are fa- failing over to their secondaries well I
0: know that we work with the marketing cloud guys Nick King and some of the guys over there that yep. are running that and uh, you know they now have big giant you know, you know operations center where they're watching what's happening sure. right you know in from just a pure marketing perspective how how much coming in what are they doing right. how many people are online how many yeah. people are using the services that they do have it's changing the culture of VMware employees right I mean sure. it, it has to so you know they talk about how how quickly Vmware can turn, right, Right. to to, to engage in the AWS cloud business, right, or on top of AWS. And so you you see what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. You see it starting to happen inside uh, the the Palo Alto campuses, right? You know, screens showing up, people doing different things. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a change.
1: And we're both a vendor, but we're also a user because this stuff exists on AWS. So we get the bills every month. So uh, what's different, I think, is, you know, going to go business nerd for a second. The margin structure is different. When I sell you, you know, if you're the yeah. second person selling you that second bag of bits, cost me nothing. Here, I got to pay an overhead for everything, and I get a bill from uh, I get a bill from Amazon every month. Um, they've been great to work with. They've got good uh, kind of infrastructure, uh, but I think that allows us to also feel the pain that our customers are feeling. So one of the one of the ways that we can help them, for example. Um, we saved one of our large customers um, 70% by doing a simple graphic that showed them their cost of AWS usage versus the cost of switching to, re- to reserved instances. And, you know, sort of spot market versus reserved instances. We saved them 70% on their AC2 costs with a simple graph right. from Wavefront. Yeah. So, That's interesting. Exactly. Yeah. And so for those listeners out there, you too can save money, wavefront.com slash signup.
0: Yeah, it's it's the data that's managing managing delivery and your cost structure in this new in this new world.
1: Right. And that's the thing. Yeah. Anything you can resolve to yeah. a number, you can measure, especially cost.
0: Yeah. We're experiencing it just on the you know the V expert programs, right? right where uh, we used to be able to just get licenses and yeah, you had to justify somebody, quote, giving us ten million dollars worth of licenses, but really that's not real money, right? Because it yeah. software's free. Right. You just once yeah. you've done the engineering costs and and as long as it's not in production licenses, you're, you know, you're yeah. good. You can give the experts everything. Now when you start talking about cloud services, right? there's a real cost to it. Right? Um, you look at the code program and doing yeah. hackathon services. Right. Right? You know, like how much dollars do we have to actually spend to have those uh, AWS instances up and running and providing that service? So it's, 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 it there, it's a different, different, different model.
1: And I'm glad Corey's here. So for the V-experts, I will find a way to get an account for every V-expert who wants one. You're hearing it here. We will find a way to uh, get an account for every V expert that wants one uh, on Wavefront. Yeah, and I think we got some of these
0: simple use cases up there, Mm -hmm. so that people can do kind of cool, interesting things that they can deploy in their home lab or whatever. Easily get that data collected and up and exposing it to others. That'd be fun. Sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Duren Shen just did a blog where he's got this. There's this really new, uh, this cool uh, internet weather station that hooks up to, to Wonderground.
0: I got one for Christmas.
1: So read Dern's blog on Wavefront.com about how he basically hooked it up and how he's got a dashboard that basically shows him, you know, what's the temperature and wind speed at his house. Also, then he's hooked into, you know, W uh, W Underground or Wonderground that shows him sort of, you know, Palo Alto versus San Jose versus whatever. So it's some some really cool stuff. And um, the code to do the integration is open source and he's posted it.
0: Yeah, nice. Nice. Very, very cool.
1: Well, we're running uh, up to the top of the hour, and we
0: try to let people, you know, move on from the live stream if uh, at the top of the hour. So um, following and getting more information, we obviously have the uh, wavefront.com, you right. know, uh, go, go get the 30-day trial. Um, you're you're at Bill Roth VMware, right? I, mean, I
1: am. Sign up or send me a direct message. I'm more than happy to sort of help out with whatever. Absolutely, right. Uh, in
0: the in the in the classic community space of hey, I get a notification when somebody tweets at me, right? Exactly. And, uh, and you know, I'll get around to saying hi. You know, we're, we're just real people. Love to meet people and engage. So so that's cool. The, the the blog is also on Wavefront right now, so you can go read what's what's new Wavefront.
1: See, sí, and entonces uh, hablamos español. Yeah. Uh, so if uh, you're not an English speaker. We can probably handle you as well. So you don't have to speak English. We will not be Anglo-centric. Oh no!
0: I struggle with that. Exactly. Like, like I'm a community guy, and I'm like, look, I hate making everybody do it in one language. But if you, we start separating all this stuff in different languages, I won't be able to understand what everybody's saying because I can't learn 300 different languages. But
1: I appreciate you doing it. Exactly. Doing doing what we can for mi pueblo.
0: Yeah, that is it. Is our goal to, to get everything out in different languages this year as well, and keep moving that needle? So Excellent. That's really cool. All right. Well, Bill Roth, it's always uh, great to have you. I'm glad you came in, be on the live stream. Everybody gets to see your amazing, you know, self, which is cool. Uh, Katie Bradley, thanks. Uh, we got a new intern, Max. You can't see him. He's, uh, he's He's in the room as well, and you know the rest of the community team is is back in 2018. I know we have podcasts uh, next week as well. Maybe Tommy Berry's listening, and he can tell me who we have next week, and I'll do a plug for that. Uh, if not, just know that Wednesdays at noon you can come watch us on the live stream, and because we're we, we have re-records, you can come to VMTN and just watch the whole show and listen to it. Uh, on the VM10 Community homepage as well. So cool stuff. Uh, Until then, um, until next week, guys, I hope you have a great rest of the week. Welcome back to 2018. Should be a good year. And if you get to the CES show, send me mail. Let me know what the coolest tech is out there. Hitting the big red stop button now. Oh, next week, Tommy Berry says, Pivotal Container Service